Welcome to the first episode of the Advanced MV Podcast. Each month, we will break down different workplace topics and bring inspiration and encouragement to all team members. I am your host, Heather Page. I've been in marketing here at Advanced MD since August of 2018, and I absolutely love my job. I get to work along the side of some of the smartest people in this company. I love learning and strive to learn something new every day. I am creative, positive, and happy. I try to bring the sunshine to any room. Today on our podcast, I am joined by Alex Henricks. Alex, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, Heather. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. I'm awfully honored and excited to be on the, uh, the maiden voyage of this podcast. I've been with Advanced ND for a little over five and a half-ish years now. Um, time really flies. You know, it's been a great job. I work in the marketing department along with you, and you know, like you, I really enjoy the team, and I really enjoy the culture here. Our show today is on trust and being trustworthy. We will touch on the three pillars of trust, what they are, and how you can take action. For those of you who know me, know I really enjoy quotes. They get me going in the morning. Let's kick things off with a quote. The best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them, by Ernest Hemingway. You know, Alex, I couldn't agree more with this. I'm very trusting by nature. I feel like I trust people until they prove me wrong. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I think... Uh, I agree with that. You know, I tend to trust people until they prove that they're not trustworthy. And when you invited me to do the podcast, I spent a lot of time thinking about just trust in general. And when you first meet somebody, you're more concerned with, do I, you know, do I click with them? Do I agree with them? Do we have common views? You're looking for commonalities. And as you build the relationship, trust isn't something that I feel most people are concerned with right off the bat. But the more involved you get with a person, then trust starts to become an issue. And I think what's interesting with trust is trust is one of those things that most people will give other people without thinking about it, but can be easily taken away by the actions of other people. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I am one that I trust people, like I said, um, right out, out the gate. I trust them wholeheartedly. But the second they do me wrong, I have a hard time rebuilding that trust. And I tend to take the trust, the mistrust from others, and I kind of put that on everybody else as well. So if somebody has wronged me one area in my life, I tend to take that and I put it on everybody now, which I really shouldn't do. I think that every person needs to get a fresh slate no matter what. Say you have a manager Um, a former manager who was not trustworthy and they have now left the company and then you have a new manager, I think you need to give that new manager a chance and not put the old habits of the old manager onto the new manager. So give them like a, a fresh, clean slate. Definitely. I agree. And I think that it's difficult to build relationships if you're bringing baggage or you know, in the example that you use, people who have violated your trust in the past, if you're bringing those biases into new relationships that haven't really been established because you're not really giving that person a fair chance to put their best foot forward and shine. You create problems, you know, you you kind of create barriers that they have to constantly overcome, which makes it more difficult for a trusting relationship to evolve naturally, right? If If you give somebody a clean slate, they have no boundaries they have to overcome. But if you don't, then they have to not only 
try and build trust with you naturally, but they also have to overcome these obstacles to show you that they are not like people from your past who have wronged you. I couldn't agree more, Alex. When I was doing some research on this topic today, I came across another quote that uh, is by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And he says, as soon as you trust yourself, you will know how to live. And wow, I thought this was so profound because trusting in yourself is a huge obstacle that I think a lot of people need to overcome because how can you trust anybody else if you don't trust yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's very true. Everybody lives their life and they build off of life experiences and experiences kind of help you figure out how you perceive the world. And obviously interactions with people help you determine whether or not you can trust them. Because obviously you're going to have people in your life that never break your trust. They're always there. You, On the other hand, you're going to run into people who do break your trust and probably at some point or another you may stop associating with them. And both of these experiences, I think you draw on those when you meet new people and they kind of help you determine if you want to trust them or not. Even with a clean slate, right? I mean, if you have a clean slate and we're just meeting each other for the first time, I don't know what the scenario is. You know, we go out for ice cream or something and in the past I've had somebody who has lied to me, they, they drop their ice cream on the ground, right? So if we're out at ice cream and you drop your ice cream on the ground, I may think, oh, in the past, you know, the, the former, another person who I don't have trust in anymore dropped their ice cream. That may be a little bit of a red flag for me. And so it may lead me to believe, well, maybe Heather's not as trustworthy as I thought. I mean, obviously that's an extreme, but I think that actions like that, that whether we consciously recognize them or don't have an impact on if we trust people and help us with the decision-making process of trusting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that as well. It kind of is like the golden rule. Do you know what the golden rule is, Alex? I I absolutely know what the golden rule is, and I can tell you that my 12-year-old daughter knows what the golden (laughs) rule is because we talk about it probably every week. It's do unto others as though you were the other, right? Right, right. When I was in fourth grade, my teacher wanted us to she asked the class class do you know what the golden rule is and none of us knew what the golden rule was so our homework was to go home and find out what the golden rule was so i went home and i asked my parents mom dad do you know what the golden rule is and they're like well i kind of get it but let's look it up in the encyclopedia now for those of you encyclopedias are way before the internet that was the internet (laughs) that was the internet so everything was on these huge giant books and you had to go look it up yep by hand not type it into a search engine you had to go look it up by hand so we opened up the the encyclopedia and i learned what the golden rule was from there so the next day we went around the classroom and talked about what the golden rule was and how it pertained to us like alex said The golden rule is, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Wonder if we also thought about is be unto others as you would want them to be unto you. Meaning, trust yourself so you can trust others. I think so many of us don't trust ourselves. And that causes problems in every areas of our life. How could we trust anyone else if we don't trust ourselves? How can you make quick decisions? How can you have the courage to speak up in a meeting. What do you think about that, Alex? 
Absolutely. And I think that if we take the example of you're in a meeting and you speak up, that one, it takes courage and a little bit of guts to speak up in a meeting, especially if you're going to argue a point that is not in the majority, uh, you know, viewed by the majority is, is the correct point. And depending on how that goes, that obviously will help dictate whether or not you want to trust your judgment to speak up again in the future. If it's shot down and, well, this is a dumb idea, which doesn't happen often, you're less likely to speak up than if, if it's encouraging and somebody says, well, I've never thought of it that way. I mean, talk about positive reinforcement. And I mean, that's a boost to the trust that you have in yourself. And it's also great for the company too, right? Because if you have somebody bringing up ideas that aren't thought of by the majority, you know, sometimes those can be the little diamonds in the rough that you need to get your company from X to Y or, you know, or attain a goal. Oh yeah, there are diamonds in the rough all over the place, all over in your life, all over the company. You just need to actually be open to look for them. That's for sure. The diamonds in the rough. So this really dovetails us into our topic today. Our topic today, we're going to talk about trust. And I came across a podcast, um, actually a TED Talk by Frances Frey. And Frances Frey is an American academic. She is the UPS Foundation Professor of Service Management, the Senior Associate Dean for Executive Education at Harvard Business School. And she was the Senior Vice President for Leadership and Strategy at Uber. And her TED Talk, How to Build and Rebuild Trust, was simply amazing. It has been viewed over four and a half million times. So the lady really knows what she's talking about. I will include a link to her TED Talk in the, the stuff that we send out to you. So in her talk about trust and rebuilding trust, she talks about trust is the foundation of everything we do. Right, Alex? What would it be like if we didn't trust each other? You know, I really wouldn't want to live in a world where people didn't trust each other. I have come across people who I first meet, and I feel like I'm in an uphill battle because they don't trust me out of the gate. In their life, somebody has wronged them, and maybe I trigger that in them. I'm trying to build their trust around every corner. I think that's a really interesting uh, comment, what you just said, Heather, that you don't know that you would want to live in a world where people don't trust one another. I think you could make the argument that if people didn't trust one another, we wouldn't be living, period. Because when we were, regardless of what you believe, uh, hypothetically speaking, if we were cavemen and women, how did people survive? Through the passing of tribal knowledge, through watching things and being taught if we went out and killed a brontosaurus, we'd have to throw that puppy on a caveman fire, a cavewoman fire, cook it up, and then we feed the, the people that we're with, if we're in tribes or however that's working out. And, and if that knowledge and that trust and, and all this information isn't passed along from generation to generation is what we know that we're supposed to do this or how to do this, we'd cease to exist. So, so trust is something that everybody wants and has in them again i think that really when you're first meeting people trust isn't an issue i think for the most part everybody trusts everybody but trust can be easily taken away just by actions or by something stupid and then at that point like you say you're kind of facing an uphill battle where you have to regain the trust and you have to go above and beyond 
you know, what a normal person would have to do to reestablish that trust and prove that, yeah, you know, I made a mistake here and I'm sorry. But then you have other people, right, that just kind of don't care about being trustworthy. They'll constantly do things that kind of skirt the lines of what's right and what's wrong and kind of, you know, blur those lines. And that's just how they go through life, which is, I think it's really difficult. It's easier to tell the truth yeah. <laughs> than to constantly be making up stories and having to remember those stories. I agree. So let's talk about trust. What What is trust made up of? In Frances's TED Talk, she talks about trust is made up of three things. Being authentic, having solid logic, and empathy towards the person you're talking to. I really loved learning about these three things because I could look back on any type of situation where I didn't feel like I was being trusted or I didn't really trust someone. And I kind of looked in these categories. Okay, was that person being authentic? Okay, yeah, they were being authentic. Was their logic solid? No, I didn't believe a word that was coming out of their mouth, right? I mean, have you come across these people? They just tell the most elaborate stories and it's like how on earth could this be true so I looked at the logic and then did they have empathy towards me and empathy is a big one like empathy takes time and it's it's a conscious effort at first you know everyone is busy who are you giving your distraction to everybody these days they glorify busy and you know really it shouldn't be glorified I think that you need to Really think about this question. Who are you or what are you giving your distraction to? I mean, have you come across anybody that you were trying to have a conversation with and every two seconds they're picking up their phone? And you really, your trust is starting to break down there because you feel like they don't have that empathy connection with you. They're distracted. They are not connected to you whatsoever. And I find myself where I just check out and I just don't even want to talk to anybody when they are just so connected to something other than the conversation and the person that you're in the room with. Have you had any experiences like that, Alex? Yeah, I have. And, you know, I think um, before I answer that question, I think it's interesting that you say, who are you giving your distraction to? When really it should be, who are you giving your attention to? Right. I mean, to your point, we live in a glorified world of how busy can we be? How much can we pack on our plate? But the best gift that we can give people and one of the best ways to build trust is to be present. So when we're having conversations, put the phone down. Nothing makes me feel worse than to have somebody texting while I'm trying to tell them something important. And what I'll do is if I have the same offender who does this multiple times, I'll start just making stuff up to see if they're listening. <laughs> I'll say, hey, you know, do you know the sky is purple? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's great. Do you realize you just agreed that the sky was purple? Right. <laughs> I mean, just things like that, right? And then, and sometimes they'll catch it. They'll say, no, it's not. I'll say, well, see, you're finally listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. And it, it's hard to have, to, to build trust because part of trust is rapport with people. And how do you build rapport through conversation? I mean, that's how you build connections with people. So absolutely. Um, you know, I think that, that you have to have these meaningful conversations. You need to tune out the distractions and focus on the person to, to, to build that trust or to have the trust level increase. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I loved what you said, Alex, when you said, be present. And that is the most important gift that you can give anyone is give them your present, give them your attention in the moment. And it's the easiest thing you can do. It right? is. I mean, it's absolutely not difficult. No. I mean, all you need to do is just look them in the eye or say, what can I do to help you out? Yep. Great, great insight, Alex. Another, uh, the other pillar that we, we are going to talk about is quality in your logic. You know, have the ability to communicate your logic. So have you ever met somebody who takes you on a journey and you just really want them to get to your point, get to the point of your story? Well, wonder if you got to the point up front so you get the most important and juicy information out and then you take the person on the journey. There are so many people who have great ideas out here, but I get lost when their logic is just not logical, (laughs) you know? I mean, Uh, yeah. yeah, you have the storytellers. Everybody loves a story. I love stories. I love telling stories. But if you have an important topic and important information to get out, get it out up front. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not taking everybody on this journey and then so-and-so across the room spits out an idea, which is your idea that you're trying to get to, but they spit it out so then they get credit for your idea. You right. know? Yeah, and I think that kind of comes with being succinct, right, and being present. With distractions, it's easy to be having this conversation, and if I jump on my phone, you're saying something, and then all of a sudden I have to jump back in and kind of reroute the train that I was on back to the conversation that you and I were having. When you talk about just spitting it out, I think about when I pick up my daughter from daycare and just being logical. Right. I mean, she's she's three. So we throw all logic out the window because <laughs> she's three. Uh-huh. And I'll ask her, how was your day? And you say, oh, it was good. Well, what did you do? I played with Ella. Oh, what did you guys play? Well, Ella wasn't at school. <laughs> well, how, how can you play with Ella if Ella's not there? And so obviously Ella is, is Sadie's best friend and she and Ella are the dynamic duo. And so Ella's very important to Sadie, right? And, and Ella's there most of the days. But Sadie's logic some days is, I played with Ella, but Ella wasn't there. So I'm never really sure what, <laughs> what to Ella was there. there or not. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. Obviously, Sadie's not being malicious. Sadie's giving me the highlights of her day. But sometimes it takes her a while to get it out. And it'll be, um, um, um. And so I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're searching for something to tell Dad. Because it's going to be important. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah. As fabulous as a three-year-old can make it. I think it is important to, you know, make sure your logic is solid. And if you're in a situation where you're in a meeting or something where the logic doesn't quite add up, I think it's always good to, rather than just shoot it down or dismiss it and say, well, this is the dumbest idea that I've ever heard, ask questions to help you understand better where that person is coming from. And they don't have to be malicious questions, right? It's just, well, so this is what I think. Well, okay, how did you, can you help me, can you walk me through, can you help me understand how did you come to this conclusion? Because if they can start walking you through the steps they could, you may see something that they didn't. And right then and there, right, we go back to the caveman days where we're teaching people or, you know, we're, we're kind of passing along tribal knowledge, if you will, moving forward. So I think that there are ways where if you sense that logic isn't there to kind of try and help really determine if there is no logic there or if there's some and maybe some is just overlooking something. You know, and again, if somebody's missing a step, they're obviously not meaning to deceive, deceive you on purpose. They've just missed a step. 
right? Yeah. And so really, so where it could be a chink in their armor when it comes to trust, in that instance, it wouldn't be because they just missed a step. You have the logic, you have the knowledge, you can pass this along to them. It helps them build their trust in you and vice versa. So everybody wins. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that, Alex. And one thing that you said about asking questions, the biggest, I think one of the biggest things in life is miscommunication. Mm -hmm. And how do you solve miscommunication? By asking questions. By communicating. By communicating. (laughs) (laughs) What a concept, right? What a concept, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so, like Alex was saying, if the logic doesn't make sense to you, speak up, ask the questions, ask the clarifying questions so that you can then get to what they are exactly meaning. What do they mean? Because everybody comes from a different place. We all have different experiences. We all have different backgrounds. And so one thing might mean one thing to one person, but it might mean it's something totally different to you and your experiences and in your life. And so if you ask those clarifying questions, you're going to come out with a better understanding of humans, period. I mean, of your coworkers, of your family members, of your children, Questions are impeccable with your children. Like Alex was talking about Sadie. He asks questions. And if it doesn't make sense, he asks more clarifying questions to drill down to, oh, well, Ella wasn't at school. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the third pillar is being authentic. You know, be yourself. Celebrate your differences. That's one thing that I think we need to do as a culture, not just in Ad- Advanced MD, but in your culture and your life, is celebrate people's differences. I mean, how blasé would life be if we were all the same? If we all dressed the same? Say like we all dressed in gray shirts and jeans. You know, are, you didn't... Are you, are you about what I'm wearing today? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think you look great today, Alex. <laughs> but I'm just saying, what if everybody dressed like you? And there wasn't any variation of, you know, you have people who love to wear colorful stuff, but you also have those people who love to wear black every day. And that's perfectly okay because they, each of those people have something unique to bring to this world. It is just up to us to figure out what that uniqueness is and to accept the uniqueness. I mean, offer up your differences. If you feel like you have a a quirky side, offer that up. Don't hide it. Don't play it down. Be yourself. If you want to wear black every day, wear black every day. But have your personality show as well, you know? I mean, what do you think about that, Alex? There's a couple of thoughts that come to mind. Uh, When you say wear black every day, I remember in high school or something, we were in PE or as a practice or something, and somebody wore all black. So they had a black shirt, black shorts, right? And it's just practice. And somebody said, really looks like you're going to an athletic funeral today. Who died? And so ever since then, like, I I don't wear all black. (laughs) And it wasn't me that was wearing all black. But one of my teammates was, and I just remember the quote, and I was like, wow, it's like, that's kind of rough. You know, the other thing that I'll bring up with just being different, I, I do wear a lot of gray. (laughs) And it's just because it's a neutral color, right? So I know that it goes with everything because for a while when, you know, I was trying to meet girls and everything, I wanted to look good and I didn't want to have any clash or anything. But I tell you, I go through my closet and I'm just like, man, I really need to get some color in here because I like color, but my problem is I'm not bold enough or daring enough to actually go ahead and wear color. 
and those people that have that ability, I envy them. Like I would love to be able to wear just more color, it, it, and I do a little bit. Sometimes I get crazy and I'll wear like a red shirt or a blue shirt, you know, just to mix things up. And yeah, it's it's always nice to kind of you know have that that change. Old habits die hard for me. You know what? I think old habits die hard for everybody, and we also take our biases in. So have you ever been in? in have you ever started a new job, and you meet somebody and they tell you, you know, in an order to fit in around here, you have to do X, Y, Z. I would run so quick from yeah. any company who told me in order to fit in around here, you have to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because no, I that's not being authentic. That's not being your true self. And y- chances are, if you've ever had that, you probably have problems at that company because yeah. you were trying to fit in yeah. instead of allowing your authenticity to shine. Well, and you think about it, and why do companies go searching outside? I mean, I guess that's the law. They have to. <laughs> but, I mean, even if it wasn't a law, companies like fresh blood and, and fresh ideas to come in. And, you know, the point about being authentic, I think it all boils down to you, you need to be present and be there and be yourself and you know you need to be comfortable in your own skin yeah yeah that goes back to what we talked about in the beginning trusting yourself yeah you know trusting your quirkiness trusting your special talent that you have to offer and recognizing your special talents that you have to offer and being okay to shine and being okay to show those talents because this world would be so blasé if each one of us were alike Mm mm-hmm so let's just wrap this up around trust is is be authentic, have solid logic, and have empathy towards people. I want to ask you, where is your trust breaking down? Where can you be a little bit more trustworthy? Where can you be a little bit more trusting? How can you trust yourself more? And how can you take that trust and make yourself shine. I have a couple of final questions for you. I want you to ask yourself, what am I reinforcing today? Who in your life are you not trusting because of the people in your past? If you keep living the way you are, what will your life look like in 20 years? Sometimes we need patience and sometimes we need action. And sometimes we just need to trust in ourselves and others. So that wraps up our first Advanced MD podcast. Yay! Thank you, Alex, for joining me today. I really appreciate that, and I loved all of your insights. For those of you who are listening, if you would like to join our podcast and be a guest speaker, please shout out and let me know. You can contact me at culture at advancedmd.com. Also, if you have any topics that you would like to be discussed, shoot them over there as well go ahead and email culture at advancedmd.com. Let us know what topics you would like to be discussed or you would like to hear. So until next time, thanks for listening to the Advanced MD podcast. Have a great day.